Out of Bandwidth is a proud supporter of Consulting Humor on Instagram. If you like the world of management consulting, be sure to check out their page for a good laugh. You can find them on the gram by searching at Consulting Humor. A number of fans have reached out asking for interview advice. In addition to what we cover here, we encourage you to read Case in Point by Mark Cosentino, as well as Case Interview Secrets by Victor Chang. If you Google Consulting Case Interview, you'll find YouTube videos, recycled cases, and a variety of other resources that can give you the practice you need. But aside from that, here's what we think you need to know. Welcome to Out of Bandwidth, the podcast guide for future consultants. I'm your host, Jay Alexander, and I'm here with my colleague, Akash, to share advice and stories about being an analyst at a major consulting firm. Our ninth episode features an interview guide so you know exactly what to expect and can knock your interview out of the park. Akash, welcome to Out of Bandwidth. Thank you, Jay. It's great to be here. Before we get into the interview, I'm going to ask you what I ask every guest, which is tell us a bit about your profile. Now, you and I work together. We know each other pretty well, but I'd like you to tell the audience how long you've been at the firm, the type of consulting you do, number of projects you've been on, industry you work in, all the good stuff. Sure thing, Jay. So I joined the firm in 2013. So I've been with my firm for about five years now. Okay. Then the firm actually helped me get my MBA. Mm-hmm. So I'm back now after my MBA. And my specialty is that I am able to bridge that gap between technology and business. Okay. So primarily, I've worked on longer term projects. My projects typically last about a year or so, where I'm involved in the discovery of what business problem the client wants to solve. And mm-hmm. I also recommend what technology solution will address that business problem. So that's kind of my brand is that I understand the business side and the technology side to offer comprehensive solutions for my clients. And on our team, you're the numbers guy, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> Do you think almost that you know the numbers more than the client knows the numbers sometimes? Yeah, numbers are very important, right? Because they back up what type of value you're providing to your clients. So on projects, typically, I'm known as a value guy, right? So Mm -hmm. whenever clients want to make investments in different IT technologies, there's always that question is, I'm going to spend so much on it. So what am I going to get out of it? So what I do is I try to evaluate what the cost of that investment is and what the business return after implementing that technology is. Cool. So today's topic, as you know, why I invited you on the show, we're going to give an interview guide for somebody going through the funnel of campus recruiting. I'm aware there are people who are going through experienced higher recruiting. We're going to direct this episode as if you were going through a campus interview. Now, you and I have both done this. Mine was about three years ago. When was yours? Mine was about six years ago. Okay, so we're a little out of practice, but... Yes. (laughs) There are a lot of resources out there if you Google consulting prep. I'm not trying to compete with them. I think you should definitely check out those resources. However, what Akash and I are going to do for you on this show is give you our commentary. So today's topic is interview guide. And the frame of mind I want us to be in and I want you to also be in is what should you be thinking when you're going to the interview? Now, the interview isn't just the interview, is it? 
No, it's not. The interview actually starts at the career fair when you're looking for a job. When I went through the recruiting process in 2012, I actually began the recruiting at the career fair itself, where I got a chance to meet the recruiter, the manager that I would be interviewing with. And the firm also does numerous events and programs on campus. And I mm-hmm. made sure I went to each and every one of them to make sure I understood. And I, I network with the people that were part of the recruiting team. Every time you go to these events, it's always best to be on your best behavior and making sure you always put your best foot forward. I agree with that. The interview includes your prep for the interview, every interaction you have with the firm or somebody who represents the firm. It includes if they take you out to dinner, that's also part of the interview. So Exactly. And you know something? When you meet with the people before the interview, when you actually do the interview, Mm -hmm. you already know them already. So the whole process of that awkward interaction of getting to know someone during the interview is avoided completely. But only if you show up. Exactly. That's why I cannot stress enough the importance of being active in your school and attending all of these recruiting events and sessions that a consulting firm will host. Okay, so we're going to do this interview in three parts, this advice session here. Part one, general advice. Part two, behavioral interview tips. And part three, case interview tips. So we're going to start here with general advice. We know you should dress to impress. I'm assuming you should go formal attire for an interview, right? Always dress to impress, especially for when you're interviewing for the consulting firm. You always want to dress for the job you want, not dress for the job you have, which I guess is a broke college student. <laughs> but but oh, in my experience, what, I, what I've done is I always wore a suit to all my interviews to mm-hmm. look as professional as possible. And I made sure that my portfolio was neat, had five resumes, because you want to give the appearance that you're organized and you're put together. So have some resumes. If you're a guy, wear a tie. I can't really give advice for girls. I'm not as well versed in that, but <laughs> you get the idea. You can kind of match the same level. Um, I'm assuming. I think, I think the key thing here is that you can do a lot of damage here if you don't take the time to think about what you're going to wear the day before. Think about how you present yourself that day. Basically, it's one thing that you don't want them to be thinking about. Exactly. You want them to be focusing on your analytical skills or your background. Exactly. You don't want to give off an appearance that you're unorganized, and you don't want them to be thinking about something that will detract from what your skills are. It's, it's the same reason why I don't wear a tank top to work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you normally prepare for an interview like this? Well, Jay, a lot of the preparation actually happens the day prior to the interview. What I <laughs> <laughs> Cramming for the interview. Exactly. The, night, the night before the interview, right? Okay. So first things first, you have to know what the company does. You have to know what the firm's strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what type of consulting they typically focus on. And you should probably know why you want to work there. Exactly. You need to understand what the job description is. Make sure you can relate the job description back to your interests and things you're passionate about. Also, another thing that I typically do is I write down some questions I may expect in the interview, and I practice responding to those questions the day before just to give myself a bit of practice before the actual thing. That's a good idea. I mean, you could record yourself. You could do a mock interview with the Career Center. Exactly. How much you prepare beforehand makes a big, big difference into how well your interview goes. So you've done that part. You show up. And what do you see? What's in front of you when you get there? Well, first thing, Jay, I always recommend getting there early. I cannot stress this enough because getting there early puts you in a very peaceful state of mind. Imagine 
you're walking to the interview and there's five minutes left. You're coming in, you look disheveled, you look unorganized, and you're just not in a state of mind ready to take an interview. So I, I always get there 30 minutes early to just make sure I mentally prepare myself for the interview. Mm-hmm. And also just take the stress out of the equation completely. And also have some time to talk to the greeters. Exactly. And that's a very underrated part. A lot of people, when they get there, are just studying their resume. And that doesn't make sense because you've done that already. Or you, you are could yourself. Have, you or, know? or you could have done that the day before. What you need to do when you're there is talk to the greeters. Talk to them and ask them what their experience is like working for the firm. Ask them how their interview process were. Ask them what you can potentially expect in the interview. These are valuable resources and this valuable time that you want to use to make sure you're as prepared as possible for the actual interview. See, that's a good point because they might help you, which there's no reason why they can't. And also, they might have some sway just a little bit if a partner says, how was this person's demeanor? What did you think? Exactly. And you know how I liken this to a basketball playing, taking warm-up shots before the game, mm. right? You don't want to be sitting in a corner reading a resume. You're going to be cold right? You want to talk to greeters. You want to get your communication juices rolling. And so when the time does come, you're not just going from saying nothing to immediately doing your interview. You'll have transitioned gradually from talking to someone to eventually talking to the interviewer. So I cannot stress the importance of actually getting yourself out there and talking to these greeters before the actual interview starts. 100% agree. So let's move forward from the greeters. You've warmed up a little bit. Now you're moving into interview part one, the behavioral interview. What happens in this interview? Like how long is it? Well, typically it's about 30 minutes, the behavioral interviews that I've done. The first five minutes are typically, hey, an introduction, tell me about yourself, what made you interested in the job. And then you'll get into more of the, what are your weaknesses? What motivates you? Tell me a time when you had to experience a challenge and how you overcame it. The purpose of behavioral interviews, I see them as a way to judge your sense of character Mm. and to judge if you would be a good cultural fit into the firm. One thing that I remember I was taught and that I want to share with the listeners is there's a certain way to structure your responses where you're not necessarily just telling them what you did when they ask a question, but you're moving immediately from what you did into what were the results and what happened because of it. No, exactly. So what I what I typically do when I do behavioral interviews, a, a question will always come up about like, tell me a time when you faced a challenge. Tell me a time when you had to solve a, a problem. Mm-hmm. How I typically answer these questions, I start with a situation. I mm-hmm. explain the situation that I was in. I explain who the different actors were. Then I talk about the specific action that I took in that situation. And then finally, and this is the most important part, I try to explain how my action contributed to a result. And if you can quantify that result, that's even better. We've also mentioned this in our episode number five. Consulting is all about results. So just like your resume should be written to show results, your responses in the interview should do the same. That's exactly right, Jay. And then you mentioned earlier that the day before the interview, you should be thinking about, oh, why do I want to work for this company? And why do I want to work in consulting? They will definitely ask you those questions in this interview. Exactly. Another question they'll ask you is why this consulting company and not 15 other consulting companies that are interviewing on that campus. So so I would say it's very important to know information about the consulting company that you're trying Mm -hmm. to work for, but also what differentiates that company from the other firms. That's accurate. And I want to add, 
behind the scenes, there is this human element going on where you don't know what your interviewer is thinking or feeling. And not just about you, but they could be hungry, they could be tired, like they've gone through this all day long, especially if you're at the tail end. Yeah. You got to entertain them somehow just by being yourself. Exactly. And the one thing that I've had the most success in in my interviews is if I don't treat it like an interview, Mm -hmm. right? And I treat it as a conversation. Because having an interview go as question, answer, question, answer, question, answer is very boring for the interviewer who's Mm -hmm. likely been there for almost eight hours interviewing (laughs) student after student. So the more you can make it into a conversation, the more successful your interview will be and the more natural it'll feel, which is something that you want to have. Oh, wait. Always, always, always have a question to ask your interviewer. Always. What is the question? Like, well, what first do you of all, you should be preparing your questions the day before. Okay. You shouldn't be scrambling to figure out what you're going to be asking in the last five minutes of the interview. I use this section of the interview not just to ask a question just for the sake of asking a question, but this is the time when you're interviewing the company. Because Mm -hmm. an interview is not just a one-way process. It's a two-way communication. So this is a time where you ask any question that really helps you clarify whether you want to work for this company or not. What's a good example? Like asking about company culture? So Um, I typically do that because culture is very important for me. The types of firms that I like to work in are firms that allow junior practitioners to have a say mm -hmm. on projects. And providing junior practitioners independence to grow and to develop their skills. So that's always been a question that I always ask to understand what type of opportunities are provided to people who are just joining the firm. And also ask them how junior practitioners are treated in the firm in terms of decision making, in terms of providing inputs to solve these complicated problems. Those are good ones. You're moving on now from the behavioral interview. You asked your question, you left a business card, you shook hands, now you're back in the hallway waiting. Somebody's going to call you and you're going to do the case interview. Totally different interview, isn't it? Yeah, and you know something, Jay, it's funny. It's probably something that scares the hell out of a lot of people. (laughs) Yes, it did the same for me. But, you know, if you have the attitude that it's going to scare you, it's probably not the right attitude to have. View it as a learning experience. View it as a challenge that's going to help you in the long run. One thing to remember with the cases, though, it's it's not how well you are at solving the problem. It's how well you are at structuring the problem and thinking through the problem and having a logical process to get from start to finish. I see a lot of people that stress about cases falter because they're so worried about, quote unquote, getting the answer right. Whereas the case interview isn't about that. That's a good point. That's exactly what I'd like to cover here. Let's start out by sharing what are some resources that you can use to prepare for a business case. Now, I know there's Victor Chang. There's Case in Point by Mark Cosentino. Your firm probably has published some cases on its website. I would use all of those. Yeah, for me, when I went through the interview process, what I did was that the firm that I was interviewing for had a case buddy. So I use that buddy to practice doing cases before the interview. Additionally, your classmates, your classmates that are also going through the consulting process, use them Mm -hmm. to case them and allow them to case you and practice these case interviews before your actual interview. So let's let's walk through the process of practicing. They're going to read you a problem about a manufacturing company that is looking to expand. We'll keep it super generic. 
how does this work? So you're going to listen, you're going to take some notes. What do you do after that? I would almost recommend repeating the problem back to them. Exactly, exactly. Confirmation is key. Make sure you understand what the question is and also make sure you understand what objective you're trying to solve. After you figure out what you're solving for, every step of the way, make sure you think aloud mm -hmm. and you structure your process and you make sure that you take the interviewer along on the journey. So what is a good way to organize your thoughts? I know you have to find some logical structure. So typically what I do to organize my thoughts is to apply some sort of a business framework to the problem. If the case interview asks me, how can I grow my company's profits? A framework that I could potentially use is say, hey, profits are a function of revenue minus costs. What are the drivers of revenue that the company is facing? What are some of the costs that it faces? Maybe I break the cost down into fixed and variable. Mm -hmm. Having a framework allows you to fall back on something and make sure you check all the boxes before you get to the final answer. Now I'm going to throw a curveball. That might work for a strategy type case, but a lot of consulting firms have components that involve technology. Yeah. How do you cover technology if they bring that up? And frameworks again, one very popular framework that always gets tested on technology case interviews is the software development lifecycle. First, you begin with understanding what the requirements of the system are by talking to users of the system. And then you figure out what are the system capabilities that are existing and then work with your developers to figure out how do you get from the requirements to the functionalities. So by using that software development lifecycle, I can walk through each step of the software implementation process to get from requirements to actually developing the software. That'll answer that question. So the framework takes you through the case. The last thing you have to do is present your findings. How do you recommend doing that? Yeah, so you have to be able to very concisely explain what you've been thinking for the last 20 minutes. When you're a CEO, when you're an interviewer, you just immediately want to know what the answer is up front. Mm -hmm. So you immediately start with what your answer is. Then you get into your reasons as to why you came up with that answer. And then finally, it's the how. How would you implement this or how would you realize the solution at your client or at solving the problem that you're given. And then when you finish that, you're done with the case. You're done with the case. Congratulations. You just finished your case interview. And all you can do now is wait for that <laughs> phone call to see if you got the job or not. We hope you got the job. Uh, and if you didn't, there are so many more other jobs out there. Oh, that's, you don't want to let people down. <laughs> that's terrible. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every guest to end the show. Wrapping up here. What final piece of advice would you give to a future consultant? I think one thing we didn't cover, which I think is very, very important, is to leave a good lasting impression. So when that interview is over, thank your interviewer for their time. And then when you get home, what I typically like to do is write a thank you note, a personalized thank you note, thanking them for the interview and thanking them for considering me for the position. Akash, thanks for coming on the show and for all your interview tips. We hope they help our listeners get the job. I hope so too, Jay. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for episode 10, when we'll be making some changes to the show and broadening our content to cover other post-college careers. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Links can be found at consultingscoop.com. Until next time, this is Jay Alexander signing off. We'll catch you at the client site.